but street porn. So, I think so, yeah. Because anyway, it's like one of those videos where they're like, "Hey, do you want to come to the backyard?" And then, and then the people are like, "Sure, we'd love to." And then there's gymnic balls that have dildos on them. Wait, what is <laughs> what's the first part of that? Gym what? Gymnic balls. What is that? Do you know those? Do you know those big, big like? Oh, like you sit on. Yeah, you sit on them and do, like, abs on them. Yeah. Imagine one of those with handles and, like, a tildo strapped onto it. Got it. Okay, now I understand. Um, okay, so do you go by Richard? Um, so that's such an interesting one. Um, <laughs> this is the most interesting question he'll be asked today. Yeah, so Richard, honestly, it depends what what level of female you are in my family. My um, grandmothers call me Richard. Okay. My mom when angry or like snaps like Richard um but other than that everyone calls me Richie however recently I have just started introducing myself as Ricky okay. to people because it kind of creates like this initial barrier and it's like okay am I going to tell this person my real name or are they just going to know my persona Ricky but That's for so the sake of this conversation we can do Richie Richie not Ricky yeah you got a lot of names yeah, I used to have way more. Let's go ahead and um, and introduce you. You can choose whichever of those eleven names you you want everyone here to know you as, and um, tell me a little bit about yourself. I am Richie Crowley. Now from Los Angeles, as of about <laughs> ten days ago. Very recently. Um, yeah, very recently. Two weeks ago, I moved out here, and. Did you and, move out there for business, for pleasure? So I'd say, there, I usually answer that there are three things I moved out for. The first was I hadn't been back to Boston for a couple of years. I was living in Europe. But last year, I got really sick of it. Mm-hmm. It was just like, of it's the too winter? cold. Yeah, winter. You know, like winter literally yeah. having single digits on Thanksgiving and then also single digits in like March. I just read this article about someone who is from California and they moved to New York for work and they love New York, but they can't stand the cold and their solution to it. And they wrote an entire article about this was doing squats. And so when they they were, they just did squats all day. Like whenever they knew they were going to be chilly. So before they go to bed, (laughs) before they go to bed, they would do 20 squats to warm up. Before they walked to the train, they would do like 30 or 40 squats because then they'd be like all heated and walk outside and be fine. Like getting out of the shower, they would do like 10. And it was a, it was a whole article situation. So if you ever have to move back to Boston, um, I know, yeah. I know what to do. <laughs> That's going to be like a new trend workout or lifestyle when everyone's like, hey, what, what do you, what's the newest one? It's like, oh, it's called cold squatting. Yeah. Like, what do you do in cold squatting? You squat whenever you're cold. Whenever you're chilly. Exactly. And then kind of shifting my career, I found Boston had like a heavy focus on finance and tech where I want to transition and start doing more marketing, idea generation, content creation, like writing. creativity kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And all of the people that have been encouraging and embracing that side of my work happened to be based in Los Angeles. So I was like, huh, I'm, why not? I feel like LA is probably the spot for that, huh? Right. Yeah. It's like, why not grow my garden there? Um, and I brought the company that I started a couple months ago out here. Oh, it's, it's only like, a couple months old? Yeah. So my poet is a pervert, and we officially launched in 
I think on November 1st was our launch date. What? And, awesome. Yeah. Tell us about it. And then the, the holiday bundle launched on December 1st. And we have pretty much the next 12 months mapped out about like what we're going to be releasing and kind of who mm-hmm. we want to be partnering with. So it's it, you're using humor to open up conversations that most people are not comfortable having or they're not celebrating each other and, you know, being like positive about sex and sexuality. Mm-hmm. And it's that's definitely the core of what it is. But we're also going to be getting into some activism stuff with a, a female campaign for the month of January and then looking to figure out a way how we can be donating free STD tests to mm-hmm. those in need so for cool. starting February. I know Planned Parenthood may have like the, the scale where like if you don't have health insurance or if you do have health insurance, what it would cost. But then there's like those private labs that will cost several, several hundred dollars. Right. And it's just like that shouldn't be a deterrent to sexual health it's like how can you make yeah, it how can so, sexual health be like classist totally it's just like people should be able to walk in like every month they'd be like oh i'm gonna go get a quick check mm-hmm. and it's just like wait drop some blood and, and do some urine screening why i moved out here is about finding that community that wants to embrace the creative side of me and my ideas mm-hmm. and i feel very at home doing that out here mm-hmm. and also my best friend um and my partner both recently moved out to Los Angeles so it's it was like you know per- pursue that as well mm-hmm. right lean into friendship and relationship mm-hmm. and you know experience being in the same location for the first time and that's been really cool oh, too so you've yeah. always been long distance yeah yeah we have it's so it's been kind of like jump on a plane and fly here or hey can we try to meet in this city for a weekend uh-huh. um, but it's nice now to be able to say Hey, come over. You want want to come over for dinner? (laughs) (laughs) I really want to hear more about uh, my poet as a pervert, but I want to get into you just a little bit more. So, definitely. You are, can you give us your sexual orientation? And it sounds like you're in a relationship. Yeah. So, 27 year old heterosexual male um, that is in a relationship. How long have you been in a relationship? Since. The early spring, so eight months now. Cool. How did you meet? Yeah, eight months. We met in 2015. I had came back from a season over in Europe, and I went to visit my friend, and he introduced me to this amazing woman who, at the time, I was like, "Oh, she's she's gonna be the homie, right? Like this is this is gonna be a sister. Like we have to be great friends, like start that friendship." Yeah. So one of those ways where you're just like, hey, it's like transitive. This person is my great friend and you're my great friend. Ipso facto, you two are going to be great yeah. friends. Um, so it definitely started like that. And then we just kind of got to know each other a bit more. Uh-huh. And this past spring transitioned from friendship to loving relationship. Interesting. How long? So you knew each other for like three, two or three years before? Yeah, yeah, yeah about so three years. In the past eight months, there's probably been like 10 different countries, 20 different cities that what? we've like figured out a way to see each other. Yeah. That's so cool. So I'm taking kind of a leap here, but would you describe yourself as pretty outgoing, extroverted? Yeah. yeah. Outgoing, yes. Yeah. I'm having this, this conversation with myself recently about introvert and extrovert. Because there are definitely times when I believe I'm an extrovert and 
walk into a room, walk into a restaurant, a party, and kind of in commanding attention and being that center of it. Mm-hmm. But there's also times where I sit in observation and would probably be described as an introvert. You know, yeah. I, I was at a dinner last night and I found myself just kind of sitting back in my chair, listening to everyone as opposed to maybe breakfast this morning where I'm like out of my chair and dancing on a countertop. <laughs> so I, I think it's, the introvert versus extrovert does come from a little bit of comfort on who my company is. Yeah. Um, I don't think that anyone is one or the other. I think that was maybe like the high school going into college. What's your Myers-Briggs? Like everyone, it's it's really interesting and can become kind of an obsession to like get your personality traits and have this definition for what you are. But like... Can anyone really be on all the time around everyone unless you're like Ellen DeGeneres or something? Like Totally. And that's and we only see staying on the Ellen examples, like we only see what is posted. You know, yeah. like what is what is Ellen like if if I went to breakfast at someone's house and Ellen was there this morning, would she be jumping and asking everyone <laughs> questions or would she be quiet well also you didn't know? she just make an announcement that she's like tired and doesn't want to do it anymore like she doesn't oh. i think she doesn't want to do her show anymore wow yeah well, she deserves it literally she deserves it an episode but these an are, hour episode every day yeah these are dark times though yeah. and i i, I kind of need ellen you know Totally. <laughs> if she could just hang on for a little while longer. There was another thing I think I want to add to my response there about extrovert versus introvert. Yeah. And this is something I'm not sure if we had ever talked about this before, but I'm sober as well. And okay. it'll be one year in about two weeks now. Oh, shit. Congratulations. Thank you. And that was one of the things where people are like oh if we if we go out to a bar like yeah after one or two drinks I'll be out on a dance floor like kind of meeting everyone and taking over the place uh-huh. and when I the first four months of going out and not drinking it was definitely a much quieter time yeah. you know I wasn't out there as much but finding that groove and like confidence in self where it's like oh you don't necessarily need alcohol you can still be engaged in conversation with everyone mm-hmm. and dancing has that's why I have this internal conversation. Like, am I an introvert? Am I an extrovert? And yeah, what are you really? Yeah, it's definitely validating to hear you say, you know, we're we're all on this spectrum, and we don't necessarily need to identify just with one of these because we're we're we, we're constantly in motion and like changing. Mm-hmm. It might be too soon to answer this, but I wonder what the difference is between being sober in Boston and being sober in LA, or if there is any. Yeah, I've just noticed I think Boston is a has a larger alcohol presence, I would say. Really? You know, a lot yeah, Los Angeles, I I've been here I've I've been out almost most nights and I don't think I've come across alcohol. Maybe last night at dinner someone had some sake, but mm-hmm. it's not one of those things where people are like, Oh, let's just go meet for a beer. It's like, Oh, let's go for a workout or come to this event, come to this <laughs> store as opposed to Boston where this could have just been where I surrounded myself with it but a lot of people be like hey do you want to meet at this bar or do you uh-huh. want to go for drinks here you know Thanksgiving it's about alcohol too like oh what kind of wine are we having and 
yeah, it, it's been easier to not come across alcohol in Los Angeles. Granted, it's only been two weeks, mm-hmm. but it's also something that I that I had heard that people yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's not just alcohol-based. And that could very well be because of the weather. You know, in, in the winter, where are you going to be meeting people in yeah, a cold environment? So it's like you're going to meet someone at a restaurant or a bar. <laughs> Have you had uh, any big reactions to going sober? The biggest one has been people asking why. Mm-hmm. I met someone who, you know, wrote a book about their journey to sobriety. He's like, hey, if you ever want to come to a meeting with me, you know, let me know. And I didn't feel, this is so weird, like I didn't feel like I had earned the right to go to a meeting mm-hmm. because I never considered myself an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. I consider... I, I, I believe everyone's on this spectrum of alcohol where you either are, you know, hard alcoholic, you're drinking, it's it's like true alcoholism, mm-hmm. or you're the person who just has never had alcohol. Then yeah. on that spectrum as well as the person who can just have a glass of wine and they go to sleep, it mellows them out. Then mm-hmm. there's the misuse, like alcohol misuse or alcohol abuse and mm-hmm. people that maybe can't say no and have too much fun. And like, I always, I found myself in the too much fun where it's like, I was never necessarily doing harmful things Mm -hmm. to others, sometimes to myself, just like with how it would impact my health or mental health and relationships. But I was like, huh, I don't think I'm an alcoholic. But then it was kind of an ego thing as Mm -hmm. well. It's like, well, if I identify as an alcoholic, does that mean I'm flawed? And yeah. it was just like that, that conversation just totally in my head. Um, so answering that question, as you can see, like, I still don't have the right answer for it or a firm answer. It's you like, don't have like an elevator yeah. speech for it, which is fine. I think when you describe it as a spectrum, like, and I hope we're moving towards this, like where we can describe lots of things as spectrums, because very few things I think are black and white. Like I want to find a way to encourage other people to try life without alcohol, even if it's for a week, because it's, it, it's not just the drinking too much. There's like the financial wellness. And when you spend money, the stress that comes, there's the hangovers that just suck as you get older. There are the late nights and how they impact your sleep and then you don't feel healthy it's Mm -hmm. like all of that for me was wrapped up in this beautiful package called affecting my mental health you know and it's like (laughs) that's what alcohol did so it's like I want to find a way to encourage and advocate for trying trying sober for like a week or a month and be like hey how does it feel yeah as opposed to being like you need to do this the two big things that all my family and friends know about me now is that I don't drink and Mm -hmm. that I aim to eat a complete plant-based diet. Oh, really? No meat? Yeah. Yeah. No meat, no animal products. I'll, I'll definitely fall off that though, where Uh like I have a major sweet tooth Mm -hmm. and I won't buy it. Like I will not buy ice cream. I won't buy cookies, Mm -hmm. but If If they are, oh my God, if someone has them in the same house or the same party as me, or I just happen to like walk by it 
um, at like a table somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's no way I, I like, I just can't. And then yeah. people are like, Oh, you're supposed to be vegan, right? There's probably butter or milk in that. And I'm like, <laughs> I know, like totally, like you're, you're 100% right, but you don't understand. Like I can't walk away from it. And I'm like, how can I just walk away from alcohol? but I can't walk away from a Reese's. Yeah, that's actually so interesting. (laughs) Although I wonder if, like, the process of, and I hope, of getting, like, milk and dairy is less um, violent than, like, the meat industry. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not murder, but there's still really shitty conditions for those animals where, like, their entire life they're just getting milk. Yeah, so actually... In that, like, small two-by-five. Yeah. So sad. Like, if you you could live in, like, I'm going to, like, make up some facts here. Like... Yes. (laughs) If you could live in, like... Fantasy world. (laughs) If you could live in Sweden or something where, like, all of the chickens are tucked in every night and then, like, when they've led a full and successful, happy life with their family, they're, like, gently put down... And the farm raised, like, they get to watch their favorite shows every day. And, like, would you eat those chickens? Right now, no. Okay. Because no matter how well that chicken is treated, they're still killed. Uh Uh-huh. Then there's also just the effect on the climate Mm -hmm. and, like, how just animal agriculture is not a positive thing for Mm -hmm our world in the future and there's also the health like how my body responds to certain types of food i have found that eating this type of diet gives me the most energy and allows me to exercise the way, the way i want and gives me the mental oh, clarity yeah. that kind of brings up um pretty awesome something that i've been thinking about lately which is um i started this podcast because i was listening to others that i thought were really interesting but found some fundamental like things I wasn't a fan of and reminding me of that like if I'm saying like oh yeah totally agree to like everything that everyone says it's like no one's gonna trust me anymore <laughs> so I, I I hear that there's I'm not sure if you've ever listened to Russell Brand no. his podcast under the skin no but he he's had some feisty episodes where oh do they argue gets, not necessarily argue it's polite but they're kind of combative like a discussion um, yeah, and it's yeah. fantastic. It's like this is how you advance. Yes. Because yes. if you yeah, if you're surrounded by things that just tell you yes, yes the whole time, mm-hmm. it's like it's kind of like you need an opposing view, but you need in a way the right people to deliver it because yeah. we are living in this time where there are people are no, it's so divided Mm -hmm. and they're on not opposite sides of the room's house it's like opposite sides of towns and countries (laughs) but there there needs to be a way to invite these conversations in you know Mm -hmm. if you are a you know if you are extremely a religious homophobic person there needs to be the conversation between you and someone or multiple people from the lbgtq community Mm -hmm. where you're not up in arms you yeah. know, fighting each other where there's not the people from PETA throwing red paint on the fur jacket. Yeah. It's like, can can we set up some chairs, bring in some tea and nice sweets and have <laughs> just a conversation? Like, All right, listen, I think like American politics has definitely amplified this 
recently and it's become like this taboo don't necessarily talk about your political views well I think that in the past two years I found myself where like I would be a lot more radically on one side but like now that we've gotten to this point where we I mean like you're kind of forced to recognize that like there are people who think this way for a reason and like having more compassionate conversations where it's like I know if I attack you right now you're not going to hear anything that I say oh my god the moment the moment someone becomes combative they should just stop talking yeah. because your ears it's it's like these metal walls just yeah. shut within your ears like not going to hear anything you're not going to hear anything it's Absolutely. totally done off the bat I want to ask you about calling your partner a partner and not a girlfriend or have you called everyone a partner or is that new? No, this is this is the first time I've been in a relationship where we've used the language of partner mm-hmm. as opposed to boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And it was a conversation we had and the two things were that boyfriend and girlfriend seemed a little juvenile. Mm-hmm. But the other part was that it just, it felt like an insult just to call each other a boyfriend or a girlfriend mm-hmm. because of all the parts of life that we're exploring together, mm-hmm. that there's, there wasn't enough significance in the word boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, and partner is, it's such a true word. It's like, listen, you're my partner. You know, we, you go through the shit together. You disagree with each other you call each other out on stuff but you also support each other and encourage each the other person and boyfriend and girlfriend just didn't seem necessarily like the proper words to it and and we correct people too you know if someone says oh is this your boyfriend boyfriend we'll be like yeah this this is this is my partner or um you know this person's my partner Mm -hmm. the one thing and this is i'd be i want to hear your response on this because i find myself doing it and I will tell people, I'll say, yeah, my partner lives here. I'm going to see my partner. And I'll always follow that up with the next sentence is she. And, and it's it's like I have to declare that it's uh, a female partner yeah. because it's in with when in, in a gay relationship, a lot of yeah. It's partner, right? Yeah. So it's it's like I didn't want people to be like, oh, is is he homosexual? Mm-hmm. Because he's using the word partner. Uh-huh. Because it's such a new thing that most people hear partner and they don't think of a heterosexual relationship. Yes, 100%. Well, uh, on my end, I'm and I'm just realizing this now as you say that, I feel like I've heard partner so much now that I like have no assumptions about the, about the word. But I can totally understand is historically like partner has been linked with gay couples um and I don't know if that's really a bad thing only because it's like if if you're meeting someone you're introducing yourselves to them and you're telling them like I have I'm in this relationship like you're telling them something about yourself and you being straight is another thing that you're telling them about yourself do you know what I mean Totally. Um, and I, but but my sexual, how I identi- identify, it's like, is that important? Mm-hmm. You know, well, if when I meet a new person, do what I normally say. If I wasn't in a relationship, would I say, "Hey, I'm Richie. I just moved to Los Angeles. I'm straight." Right. 
So no, <laughs> don't think so. I But I do think that if you're like telling them about your relationship, if you didn't say she, like there would be follow-up questions and they'd be right. like, what's your partner's name? And then you'd be like, her name, like you're only saving yeah. one sentence. <laughs> you'd be like, her name is, is so-and-so. Yeah, I yeah. guess every time I say it, there's a part of me that is a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. that I'm like trying to distance myself and be like, no, 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 don't think I'm gay. Yeah. When it's like, I don't want it to come across like that. I yeah. really just want them to understand I'm in a relationship with an amazing woman mm-hmm. and we use the term partner and, and that, that's what I want all my, my relationship. Though. Yeah. But like a lot of people will ask, they'll, be, they'll say, oh, why, why do you, I noticed you use the word partner mm-hmm. and I have, there's like this sense of pride that I'm like, fuck yeah, we use the word partner mm-hmm. because yeah, like this shit is great, you yeah. know? So it's, I hope more people start saying that. I, so I don't know you. Uh, I've never met you before, but I guess uh, the only other part of that question would be like, have, has anyone assumed that you were gay before? Is that something that you've come across? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah, often? I've, yeah. I've had, um, a lot when in college, in college I had and still have a lot of friends who are gay. Yeah. And there have been people who be like, Rich, like, are you gay? And I was like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm just really good friends with these amazing humans. Right. And then their, like, clothes I wear might be, like, swimmer fit. And I may have, like, feminine dance moves at times mm-hmm. where people are like, huh, is he gay? And, like... Mm-hmm. I've been to gay clubs before with friends and it's like, it's not a, I'm not insulted at all. If anything, I'm flattered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, no, I'm like, I'm not gay. No, but there's also with like Instagram, right? Yeah. Like I'll, I'll post like a video or like one of those just like silly feeling, feeling yourself type selfies Yeah. where you might get like a random DM and someone's like, Hey, I'm not <laughs> sure if you're gay or not, but if you are, and I'm like, wow, like, thank you for having the courage to ask me yeah. if I'm gay or not. And like express this interest. I'm not. However, what I am is open to friendship. Like we can be homies. I have close friends who like their whole lives have been, asked if they're gay and I I wonder it just seems like it's like tall skinny guys everyone's gonna assume (laughs) that you're gay seriously it's like nothing else you know yeah and there was I had an internship after sophomore year and the person who I interned for was like a powerful gay man powerful gay man yeah and I'd be going out to I'd be going out to dinners with him or like going out to bars and like we had this amazing friendship Mm mm-hmm and there were definitely suspicions there. So, actually, before we get into all of the preordained questions we've come up with, is there anything that you've been seeing on the Instagram lately that you've been like, let's talk about that? Oh, my God. I've DM'd you so many I things. know. I love it. What was – there was one that came up. I Recently? Like go, yeah. Well, I might honestly open up yeah, my – Yeah, I'm looking now my dms right now because there was one i think when i was like no what are you doing no (laughs) okay hold on let me i'm looking but it's so fun it is some of the funnest shit to be going through i okay right right oh here was one okay my response to you was woman never feel guilty or that you owe a man anything okay so this was probably something where 
a woman was like, hey, if a guy, if I bring a guy home and don't have sex with him, like, do I owe him a blowjob in the morning? Mm-hmm. And it's like, the use of the word owe, it's like, yeah. there is no, you, yeah. like, using <laughs> sex as some sort of currency yeah. is, in my mind, really unhealthy. But it's it's your body, mm-hmm. and you do not ever owe anyone pleasure, whether it's a one-night stand, a casual hookup, or you're in a relationship. Like, you have yeah. the complete right to request and say, like, yeah, I do want this right now, or to say, you know what, no, I don't want this right now, yeah. and... It's really damaging to get into that cycle, too, because once you start, it's really hard to stop. I think, like... And I hope our generation is one of the last that deals with this, like, being perpetuated so aggressively. But once you start your sexual experience that way, growing up that way, it's really hard to get out of. It's really, it's a, it becomes kind of an instinct to, like, take care of people. And, like, I I do like taking care of people. But if you let that kind of bleed into your sex life, that's, that's a problem. It's really hard to stop. Totally, yeah. I... It's interesting that you talk about, like, that's, like, a learned instinct or a learned behavior Mm -hmm. when people are, like, discovering sex and different, like, sexual actions Mm -hmm. that this, this, like, eye for an eye is, is like, oh, okay, like, I touched you here, you must touch me here, or, like, I did this, it's, like... It's uh, it's so unnatural, because... If we can, like, get really specific for a second, I feel like when I started having sex, that is what it was. It was like, oh, like, you went down on me, so I'm going to give you a blowjob because fair is fair. Like, that's not natural. And sometimes, like, the pace of things or what I mean, sometimes it works out that way, sure. But, like, I think more often than not, it's not like, okay, like, roll over. It's your turn. It's not not normal. Totally. It it, it can't be a default. Right. And there can't be that pressure, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people would disagree with us. Mm -hmm. What do you think about guys who still feel not great about the vagina situation and, like, having oral sex? (laughs) Ask them to (laughs) fucking grow up. Do you know people like that, or have you, like, what's your experience with that? Um... I don't. I personally don't. Like, is that way? Is that part of your introduction? Where you're like, my name is Richie. <laughs> this is my partner. Said, yeah. She's a woman. I really want to know if you support going down on women or if you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I ask them for their views just so they don't feel like I'm attacking them. They can be in your but life. There's, you know, what's so interesting is like nowhere in the man's journey and maturation (laughs) process of like sex is there anyone coaching them and being like hey like this is the different stuff it's like guys will google shit on the internet or like ask their friends in the locker Uh room and they just learn from each other but and i don't know if it's the same for females or not but like i did not know what literally going down on a girl meant until like i was a fully developed man like it's not something So, I don't know how much we've gotten into this, but I was homeschooled, like, super sheltered when I was younger. I did not know what anything was. So, like, I'm there with you. Did not know what a blowjob was. I thought it involved blowing. Like, there's a a lot of things that were foreign to me. Oh, my God. That reminds me of, 
I think I was maybe 11 years old playing street hockey with my neighbor, and we had this other friend who usually played with us, and he wasn't there. And these guys were maybe 15 or 16 at the time. And I was like, hey, is so-and-so coming over? And my neighbor's like, no, he's getting a blowjob. Ah. I, like, I was like, whoa, <laughs> he's having sex. I'm going to RSVB no because yeah. I have to get a blowjob at that time. Yeah, <laughs> at the time I was like pretending to know what that meant. And I was like, no idea what the hell that means. Like, yeah. I don't, oh, my God. I remember being at lunch cool. in like ninth grade and someone was like, oh, my God, like Emily has never been fingered. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I found out what it meant. And I was like, why do you want this? <laughs> like, do we? <laughs> all need like, to yeah, check Emily's this box like, still looking through these messages yeah and the next time one facetime was, sex yes facetime sex and like FaceTime. cyber sex i just want to give that like a stamp of approval and okay. say people definitely do that and like they do celebrate. do that i have a very good friend who years ago before i knew that it was a thing like was in a long-term type situation and she like she texted me the next like some morning and was like oh yeah like I had sex with so and so over Skype last night and I was like can you explain like what are you talking about I I did not grasp what she was trying to tell me and every single time I was just so impressed that she did that and that they like pulled it off and everyone orgasm like what it's just uh, I love them I should. <laughs> That's Whoever like Miley, you are, I love you. Was, I think Miley Cyrus just did an interview, um, and she talked about her relationship with, is it Liam Hemsworth? That's his name, right? Liam or Chris? Liam, um, I think that she is in a relationship with Liam. I think you're right. Yeah, and she just straight up, they're like, how do you do like your long distance stuff? And she's like, oh, a lot of FaceTime sex. And it was just like, so when you I say was FaceTime, sitting on my couch just snapping fingers. Being like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> when you say FaceTime, do you mean like on your phone and you hold it with your hand? Or do you like, yeah. do you prop yeah. it up against something and hands Both. free? Do you use your computer? Um, um, not my computer because I don't have FaceTime on my computer. Oh, it's just an easy, it's a one click away for you. I feel like it doesn't make... work that well. Like I have mm. iMessage, but just like FaceTime on my computer doesn't work as well. Interesting. And you need more space to set up a computer, but you can just prop a phone up against like a candle. <laughs> it seems dangerous. Maybe don't do that. Yeah. For those of you looking to get into the FaceTime sex game, go to Bath & Beyond. Get that 20% discount coupon that they seem to send people every week and oh, just get yeah. a big fucking They never expire. And, yeah, so FaceTime sex is a hard yes. And then what? A, the other thing we had, oh, my God, this is an embarrassing one, but you were talking about if people oh, yeah, like pitch, checking pitches up on of their exes, exes and yeah. stuff, like where you find them. Yeah. And I was just telling you how, like, don't ever go to an ex's Venmo. That's that's where the real info is, though. You oh my were so God, right about the <laughs> the it's, worst. It's, you see a seven fifty Venmo yeah. charge for bagels in the AM, and you know they're already having sleepovers. And I was like, maybe they're just getting themselves a bagel. But then I remembered that Venmo Why is you paying yeah. other people. <laughs> that is that's a straight nine AM Sunday morning charge where yeah. they're like, oh new person who I just woke up with, let's go get bagels and sweatpants next door. Shit. And I'll Venmo charge you back a bagel with coffee and like a cute pig face nose or something, right? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I love the, I'm so, I show people all the time, I'm like, this is so fun, like, 
there's oh, several you. new polls every day and you're always showing people people's answers <laughs> and i bet you your dms are probably blowing up with people being like no or yes yeah. or hey like actually i get a lot where they're like i voted wrong and i'm like god damn it you guys <laughs> but yeah i get a lot of dms so it sounds like you and your partner now had like a really slow like organic start but times that you have been going like on dates well have you used dating apps have you used anything like that before um i had a dating app for five days whoa in june of 2016 okay and i met up with one person on it who was a mutual friend and i deleted <laughs> everything the next day and because you out. liked her no no oh. not at all um i yeah, no, I didn't, I really didn't like it. Like, it was great. It was so interesting because it was like I had low self-confidence, right? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you put up your best photos and you get all these, like, notifications. And you're like, oh, I'm the hottest thing ever. Really? And so my experience is the opposite. I feel like I, whenever I download dating apps, I'm always like, oh, God, like, I'm scum. <laughs> like, Yeah. Oh, no, I felt like the man because I was like, oh, these people literally just like my face <laughs> and then when I realized what I was saying I was like oh god they literally they don't know anything about me it's like I was like this is yeah so that was my experience yeah. um but like I know friends of mine who go on it and are in relationships from them yeah so I support them I think they're awesome and I know Bumble's doing some really cool shit like yes. in New York with advertisements yes, and like they have some really cool campaigns going on. Don't yeah. like their app, but they're awesome. <laughs> For so long I wanted to be someone who was not just admired or people were not interested in me based off of my appearance mm -hmm. or from my athletic accomplishments. It was like cause that that's like what my whole identity was. Oh really? from yeah, 13 or 14 when I make varsity hockey. And then in my junior and senior year, I played for the national team and then go play D1 hockey and then go play pro hockey. It was what? like, You're this yeah. hockey star. What the fuck? <laughs> and it was like everyone had an interest because it's like, oh, you played hockey. Or it was like because you're like attractive. But mm -hmm. what I really wanted people to like be interested in was my mind and yeah. my words and like my creations. Yeah. And I tell my partner that now, like I tell her, I'm like, listen, you're the first person that basically looked at me and was like, you're such a fucking piece of art. Like your mind is so important and precious to mm -hmm. me. And it was like the first time I'd ever been recognized for that. Mm -hmm. And it's like that's what I wanted to be known for. Yeah. And that's probably what contributed to my dissatisfaction with my five day experience on a dating app that I didn't feel I had that opportunity yeah. to lead with that. No, and, and that's like the I big was, struggle with, with apps. I did a poll about this yesterday and I was really surprised by the results. I think it's still running. Um, Okay, you meet someone cool and go on two dates. You like them, but you can tell they really, really like you. Uh, giving you lingering and meaningful looks in person. Lots and lots of texting throughout the day in between dates. Turn off or good sign. And I'm, like, shocked at the number of people who said good sign. Did you say oh, good sign? Oh, you don't sign? think that's a good sign? No! <laughs> Wait, 
Wait, why? My response was honestly going to be like, oh, this person really likes you. No. Oh, my. Well, okay. So maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like the meaningful looks, it's kind of like, are we in love right now? Like, what are you doing? Wait, do you not, can people not fall quick? Uh, I don't fall quick. I feel like people fall quick and it freaks me out. Whoa. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, see, I, I hear that and I'm just like, I'm hard Heart yes eyes on that. emoji, yeah. Yeah, I'm celebrating that because I'm, I probably am someone who is like. But that's the best thing quick, about this podcast though. Like, is intense, oh, quick yeah. to love, way too much. Yeah. Like, yeah. And put there's those nothing wrong with that. But like, let me wear it. Everyone's so different. <laughs> it's funny. Everyone's so different. And like, that's the best thing I've learned from this is like, I do these polls. And like, even though 60% said that's a great sign, 40% said it isn't. And so I'm not here to be this like podcast about dating rules because that's ridiculous. And that's why I started this in the first place because like, you should just do what feels right because. If someone doesn't agree with it or doesn't like it, then they're not for you. No matter how long you tricked them, they would have found that out eventually and you guys aren't going to be compatible. And, like, you should just do what you want as long as you're not hurting anyone and you'll find someone who likes it. How long until you'll let someone start giving you meaningful looks and texting you a lot? Like, how many dates do you need to go on? Oh, shit. Um... I mean, maybe a couple of weeks. I think it really depends on the circumstances because, of course, like... I'm not going to, you know, slap you away for giving me these meaningful looks. Or if you're texting me all the time, um, neither of those on their own are necessarily deal breakers. But they're, I think my issue with it is I really, it's important for me to feel like we understand each other. And if you are throwing all of these heavy vibes at me and kind of like projecting what you want out of this onto me and you're not paying any attention to maybe I'm being a little more um, introverted about it or I'm being a little more removed from the process or whatever, like I'm not giving it back and you still keep doing it, like that's a problem. I, I want you to understand like where I'm at. I need to understand where you're at and we need to be on the same page or at least trying to get on the same page. Um, otherwise I feel like you are just making this into whatever kind of relationship you want and you're ignoring what I want. You know what I mean? I, I hear that. Mm -hmm. I just like, I think there could be someone who would be like yourself that wants it to go a bit slower and like, you want to trust that this person's really getting to know you. Mm -hmm. I think that could be compatible with the person who is one bite into their first meal and goes to the bathroom and was like, oh, I'm in love. <laughs> you know, because I, I trust feelings a lot too. Like, yeah. I know with, with my current partner that there was like a, a definite shift mm-hmm. and I physically felt it in my body and I was yeah. like, oh my God. I yeah. was like, oh, <laughs> I'm in love. <laughs> that's awesome though. I mean, yeah. That's not, that doesn't sound bad. I just think uh, I've had experiences where, like, I've always been such a, like, a yes girl. Like, I want to make everyone happy. I think when I was younger, I was a huge doormat, and I just wanted other people to be taken care of. And so I spent a lot of time going along with what other people wanted, and now I'm grown up, and I'm different, and, like, I'm maybe hyper aware of, like, other people and their selfish tendencies, and maybe I'm projecting a little bit. I don't know. So 
it's just at this point in my life it's really important for me to show other people what I want and when they don't pay attention I noticed that and it was like a huge red flag for me Mm, interesting so you're definitely super aware yeah to maybe perhaps a fault (laughs) actually this is a really good one that I want to ask like everyone um but do you believe that body compatibility is a real thing? I know that you said maybe you yeah, can't really I need comment some education on this one. On, on body compatibility. Like, can, can you give me a little yeah, intro to it right now? 100%. So um, on one of my, on, uh, what was it, episode four, um, when I was talking with Charlotte, we talked about pain during sex. And um, I was in pelvic floor physical therapy for a long time and my PT literally, she's like, I wish that I could start a Tinder for body types and not, not even just like your body type, but like literally like your genitals. Like I have this type of penis and you have this type of vagina and we would be a great match. And Holy shit. So like the shape of a penis and the shape of a vagina yeah. is body compatibility. Yes. Or not even Whoa. that, but like some people have, and this is, this is what I was struggling with. There's dyspareunia. There is, um, vaginismus. There's like all these different disorders where like, it can be really challenging to have penetrative sex and the type of person that you're with can really influence that. And so I've, I've since, I've since stopped going to physical therapy, but like there was a time in my life where having sex with someone with a smaller penis would have been way more advantageous than having sex who was with someone who was like hung like a horse or whatever. Um, But is that, but it's like, you you can't really know that until yeah how you you how are supposed sex, to know right? yeah exactly um, and I mean there's a million other levels to that like of course it's way more important to feel safe with your partner and to be properly like excited before you actually have penetrative sex or whatever yeah. like there's all these um, different factors but like baseline some people fit together better than others physically and like. Of course, there's ways to there's ways around that and whatever. Like if you're meant to be, you're meant to be. But I just think it's such an interesting situation because um, I've been talking to women about this for the past couple of months, and like there are partners that are way easier to be with, and it doesn't really have anything to do with size. I think it has <laughs> something to do with shape. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would say. With, th- first, thank you for for sharing that and, and the education <laughs> on it because I, I I wasn't really aware of it, but I would believe it. I think they're like every human is shaped a bit differently, but yeah. I also believe that the two things would be that there are other things that may go into it too, mm-hmm. which is like making sure you're safe with your partner, attracted to that partner, any stresses that are going on like in your life or something, yeah. either person to like br- be brought into that yeah. sexual act. And then also going back to like the beginning of our conversation that it's like, there's so much more than literally just pen- vaginal penetration. Right. Like, there's so many other things you can do yeah. with each other to each other that are really pleasurable and hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so I asked you what the worst position was and you said showers. <laughs> because it yeah, is. Showers suck. Every movie and like music video makes shower sex seem like it's like, the hottest thing. Are they thing showering ever. in 
almond oil? Like, how are they doing that? <laughs> no one should be having sex ever. in a shower. No, it's the worst shit ever. So, like, it's in theory and in your mind, you're like, oh, that is so hot. Exactly. But actually trying to do that in practice. is so difficult. No, it doesn't like, work. Oh, this sucks. <laughs> and then you give up on it and then, like, you're both cold. What else is also bullshit? What? Like, when people in the movies come back from a really hot date and they get right in. Oh, they, like, throw of, each other against the wall. Yeah, the wall. And it's like the man is just so strong that he can stand straight up and be having great sex with this woman who just took off her coat and still has her heels on and like they're enjoying it like it's the best thing ever it's like you know what you fooled me but now that i'm 27 years old i'm not falling for this shit anymore so no no standing sex yeah, maybe, like, you can, like, stand to make out and be like, oh, I'm getting really turned on. Okay, now move to the couch or move to some sort of Someone uh, should flat be surface. supported. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, like, when you see those scenes and, like, someone just, like, slides everything off of, like, a table or a So counter, disrespectful. Really? And, like, the OCD activates in me and I'm just like, god damn it. They you just, just broke your laptop. All... Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So I go to the Apple store and be like, what happened here? Well, I was <laughs> trying me... to do what they do in the movies. And they're like, oh, that's great. I hope the sex was fun because you have to buy a new $1,300 MacBook Air now. And it's like, Yeah, fuck. exactly. All your taxes were on there. Have you had that type of sex that you just described where you were, like, physically holding another human being? Yeah, but then realize that it's really difficult. I feel like and that's then... really dangerous specifically for the man. How so? I just, I feel like if your penis is going to break, that's the way to do it. I, can you break a penis, though? I think so, yeah. I really? think you can fracture a penis. Whoa. Yeah. So that actually leads into a really good question, um, which is kind of open-ended. This, I, I thought of this because I dated someone once who outright told me that, like, a deal breaker for him would be someone who wasn't sexually adventurous and like didn't want to try new things. So when your tastes when you it's a, it's about when your taste dif- differs from your partner. Like could you date someone who wasn't or who was a certain way? Whew. I well, I'm going to contradict myself in this answer. <laughs> Because I want to say yes, yeah. and I want to say that, like, love is stronger than that, and there's so many other parts of love. A lot of people, when they're in relationships with someone who doesn't have the same sense of adventure sexually with them, there will be that dissatisfaction from the more adventurous partner, and the risk is that that person then seeks that outside of their relationship, which is the most hurtful thing. Um, Well, I mean, the question itself, it's really about sexual compatibility. Maybe it's hard to know right away, like, oh, this is new, we're going to get there. Um, But if you need, if you're someone who needs dirty talk during sex and you're with someone who is completely uncomfortable doing that and isn't willing to try, then that's a problem. why, Why wouldn't someone try if their partner, like... If you feel safe mm. and respected and you love this person and they ask you to try something that hopefully that, that won't hurt. Let's mm. say it's something that's like not going to hurt. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the good like, point. Yeah. 
like what's what's the problem I'm, i think yeah, I'm, I'm really curious Why i think that it comes down like, to absolutely not yeah i think it comes down to judgment and not just about like it's a wonderful thing if you can withhold judgments about anything sex related for your partner that's awesome that's like step one but that also goes back to you too and I think that if you don't feel safe if you aren't comfortable that's like a that's a judgment problem and like you're judging yourself and you don't want to you can't do it you know but if if you don't feel safe in that relationship what does that say about your relationship I mean that's not good <laughs> right like if, good. you know what I mean if, if 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 your partner comes to you and is like hey I want to try this mm-hmm and your response is, I'm not comfortable with that, I don't feel safe, I feel judged doing that, mm-hmm. then is is that not, that's like a, a major red flag being like, yeah. hey, this, this relationship has some problems. Like yeah. if I don't feel safe doing, exploring something with you, my partner, and I'm going to feel yeah. judged by you, my partner, like, whew. <laughs> right? So like, true. Yeah. Have you been asked to do anything that you said, or to try anything that you said no to? No. <laughs> N- nothing? Uh, um, no. Have no. you been turned down by anything that you've asked for? No. Wow, look, good for you. Where the fuck <laughs> are you finding these people? <laughs> uh, no, I think it's, but I think that's like, uh, a testament to the relationship absolutely it's really like it's a comfort level and like kind of that idea like okay we'll try something and have a conversation about it is there something that you think everyone should try mm. <sighs> wow <laughs> i'm trying to think of like things that like maybe aren't mainstream that everyone should try right i don't know i mean i haven't asked but i you probably wouldn't describe yourself as very vanilla, would you? No. 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 <laughs> but I think you're a good person to ask this question. I don't know. Maybe can can we just like start not too crazy and to ask people to like be like, hey, like give your partner like a really long sensual massage mm-hmm. and like maybe you'll get pleasure from giving them like a great body sensation. Um, There's a lot of porn um about that or with that. Oh really? That. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, like, exactly what it's called, but there are keywords <laughs> that I can't remember right now. Uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 hmm. Has there been anything that, that you were surprised worked out well or that you liked or, you, like, you maybe didn't think that you would and you did? I honestly think this, and this may go back to, like, my education with, like, oral sex on the female. Mm-hmm. Like, prior to really understanding it, I was probably like, that's pretty gross. Mm -hmm. But then realizing that it's not gross at all and, like, Mm -hmm. understanding the female body and, like, how the the pelvic area is set up and, like, where um, points of pleasure are. Yeah. I think that was something where I was like, okay, like, I totally get it now. And it's like, wow, that's, I'm so grateful for understanding that. And what, so there was something, what was I just, I was watching a documentary about, about um, like, it's like a meditative, Oh, um, like, orgasmic meditation? This, yeah, orgasmic O-M. meditation. Yeah. OM, yeah, 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 that seems so fascinating. Like, I was I watching 
these two individuals that like are doing this class and then mm-hmm. they like get a live demonstration and just learn about it together. And it's like totally not so um I've listened to a couple podcasts about it and I've read a little bit about it too and, and my understanding is essentially like you get a partner and it's not sexual. It's just a man and a woman and it's like twelve minutes or something of like a very specific motion. Like yeah. woman is naked, man is clothed. It's not sexual for really either of them, but it like I think the woman orgasms. I don't I'm not really sure. Um but I feel like that would be a really uh interesting educational experience for everyone, regardless of what your situation is. Totally, because what it looked like was like the man is doing it with zero expectation. Yes, exactly. For something in return, and the woman feels just like really comfortable, and it's like not this sex act, but she's just in like this, this like state of pleasure throughout yeah. all of it. Yeah. So it's, it's like a really cool, not what we would expect pleasure to look like. Yeah, I I think I'm speaking for a lot of women here. If there are literally any straight men besides you who listen to this podcast, um, but something that I know a lot of women like but don't really know how to vocalize is touch without the expectation of anything sexual. Um, like a really great example is like if you're in a yoga class or something and then at the end when it's like time to meditate and like the teacher will come over and just like put his hands on my shoulders or move something on me or whatever and it's just like this burst of pleasure but like there's no it's not sexual at all you mentioned bringing massages into sex like the sexual experience and now this like orgasmic meditation and these all these things have in common is touch yeah, but and it's not like you're not having sex. No one is like really like necessarily getting anyone off. Um, and maybe it leads there, but like touch without expectation, purely all about you. And I, I'm I'm generalizing a lot here, but I think women can often take the role of caretaker and maybe not being super selfish in bed. Um, and to have someone like do that for you with no expectation even if it's something as small as just like touch like one touch I don't know it kind of goes back to how we're talking about that there's more than just vaginal penetration like there are all these other touch points or actions that Mm -hmm. a partner can take that are going to give pleasure because they may be increasing safety which then lessens lessen someone's guard and makes them more comfortable like all of those little things i do believe add up because yes how they affect the mind and how that the body is a really really good way to describe it for sure is there anything that you want to make sure we go over before we wrap up the one thing that i think i wrote in was there's those lists mm-hmm. that are like eight ways to know he's the one or like five signals that she's the one you're supposed to marry (laughs) i just think they're so toxic we need to ban those because they just send the worst messages and it's like we don't live in this rom-com reality like shit doesn't always happen like that you're not gonna be rushing to work and your heel breaks and you fall off the curb and the guy getting out of a taxi catches you and you lock eyes it's so accessible now to younger and younger audiences that I I fear what 
like my little cousins are growing up mm-hmm. and what their thoughts on relationships are supposed to be like what a man's role in a relationship both homosexual heterosexual is supposed to be like what mm-hmm. a female's is supposed to be and it's just hear, hearing your experience with instagram and like facebook blocking these types of conversations but right. allowing that type of stuff yeah so it's true. like oh, okay like let's just send the wrong messages to people yeah you know, and that's, it's really difficult. And I think that seeing all of that stuff growing up, I used to, and maybe still do, I mean, like I over romanticize really stupid, insignificant things that men will do. And then I ignore the things that actually matter, like whether they are red flags or true markers of affection or, you know, whatever. Like it's so easy to, if you are taking these things at, surface level and as the truth to ignore the things that actually matter and are guiding you down like what would actually be like a good path to go on if you're like oh well he didn't do these three things I guess he's not gonna marry me so I should just dip out are you doing like any sort of kickstarter or like um fundraising patreon anything for my poet is a pervert no so I I did it all um we, we had a pretty successful holiday campaign so far, mm-hmm. so we've been able to be working just off of those funds. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to us a little bit about what exactly you have to offer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so right now I think we have 45 different products. Mm-hmm. Um, 15 of them are just my poetry, and then 30 cards, and they are <laughs> like... There's one card that has, like, a woman on the front. It says, like, they say birthdays. They say the best part about a birthday is a surprise. And it's, like, her holding a cake. And then on the inside, it's, like, her on her knees with her mouth open. It says, like, want a blowjob or can I eat you out? <laughs> so they're, they're meant to have that shock value. Yeah. Um, there's one about, like, fingers and butts. There's one about boners. Just, like, all things that would make our parents super uncomfortable. Love um, it. Yeah. Those things. Then the Christmas cards were pretty fun. We had a pack of four. There was one that's like Merry Christmas Hunty, based off of the RuPaul term, um, <laughs> Hunty. Then there's just Thank like a funny one. That, yeah. Then For everyone just who like, didn't know. <laughs> there's a funny one where it just says like, you open it up and it says like, Merry Christmas, motherfucker. <laughs> and like that one is just like based off of that meme yeah. from like two years ago. Um there's a unicorn one, which is my absolute favorite, where there's this unicorn that has fake antlers on and a Rudolph nose, mm-hmm. and a reindeer looks at it and says, hey, you're not a reindeer, and then you open up the card, and the unicorn is wearing a thong looking over its shoulder, still with the goofy antlers and nose on, and just says, bitch, I might be. Do you draw all of them? Yeah, so, so I create cool. the ideas, draw them, and on the team we have like a digital artist who has just some sick illustrator illustrator skills because mm-hmm. I'm not I can sketch them and color them and all that. Yeah, but I haven't learned Adobe well enough to put them. Yeah, in, into the PNG format that we need to print. Mm-hmm. So she she helps out there, and she she adds some great stuff to them as well. We're doing this really cool campaign. Um, called female Mm -hmm. and 
everyone's like, oh, is my poet is a pervert is just like perverted greeting cards. And I was like, yeah, that's what we're going to start as just to get your attention. Yeah. But why we started it was because I want to help facilitate conversations between partners and help people celebrate the parts of themselves that they have been shamed and recipients of stigmas Mm -hmm. around. Like if you have a fetish, you have a kink, you have a certain preference. Mm -hmm. I want to at least be the one voice in your life that is celebrating that for you. Yeah. And that's like the voice of the brand. But that also is going to be, you know, leaking into other spaces. And the one for January is going to be surrounding the wage gender gap Mm -hmm. in America. So Everything we're doing is there's a bundle that has one card and it's called the future is female card Mm -hmm. that we just came up with. And it's it's the Hollywood Hill sign and it says female instead of Hollywood. And it has a father with a daughter and a son. And the little boy asks the dad, it says, Daddy, what's that? And then on the inside, it just says the future. So So that is paired with a poem that I wrote called Woe Man. Mm -hmm. And it's also paired with a insert that there'll be several inserts, but I, you know, reached out to about 20 to 30 close female friends of mine. I was like, text me all of the words that you've ever been called. Text me every word that has to do with being a female. So the back of this card in like size 7.5 font, gray, very light. You see words like funny, powerful, smart, intelligent, slutty whore, um, anything like positive, negative, stupid, like anything that someone's been called. It's like, listen, all of those words, we're going to take and own them. Mm -hmm. You do not have any power saying those words because we snatched them from you and we'll either be reclaiming them or just letting them sit and be like, you know what? That's what you called a woman. But stamped on top of that is just the female sign with the O with the, the line and the um, like the cross kind of yeah. going below it. So that's going to be the insert inside of it. And we're putting that up as a bundle, going to be doing some installations. That's like in January? Shop. Yeah, in January. But the cool thing that we're doing is on January 1, I'm going to figure out what is the current um, wage gap. You can Any person can type in female and they'll get that exact amount off of our bundle. And it's, I'm not, it's like, I can't control who uses that. A man could use it. A female could use it. Everyone, you know, go ahead. If a, if a man uses it, I'll probably look at him and be like, we're going to be donating that equivalent amount to several women's organizations that we're going to work with. So, cool. so it's like, either way, that is coming off of the price. February, um, trying to figure out a way that we can be donating or purchasing STD tests for mm-hmm. people um, and pairing that with like our Valentine's Day cards, which are going to be pretty out of this world. What I'm super hyped up about is March. We're going to release all of our wedding cards. Mm-hmm. And right now we only have one. And it's like our second bestseller. The front of it says, you just got married. And then on the inside, there's a woman and she strapped her husband to like this dominatrix board and it's it says now make a safe word um like on the inside but we're going to be having you know gay lesbian trans cards for any type of identity Mm -hmm. i always end episodes um plugging a cause but for this episode we're going to focus on my poet is a pervert so if you can tell people where to buy your bundles, if they're still available, how they can support you. Our website is mypoetisapervert.com. 
and on Instagram, it's my poet is a pervert. We got really lucky that yeah, damn. The bundles are we're selling and printing them through December nineteenth, just okay. to make sure they get everyone for Christmas. Mm-hmm. But then it's like every month we're dropping, dropping the new heat, yeah. you know, the new goods. There's you know, no bad time to get involved. Totally. There's never a bad time. Exactly. And it's we're going to be forming partnerships with brands. Like There's this really cool app called the Safe app. It loads your most recent STD result into your like app dashboard. Mm. So if you are with a new partner, you can just literally pull it up and it says when you got tested, what you got tested for, the doctor, and your results. So awesome. It's like, it's like Apple Wallet. Yeah. But instead of your boarding passes, it's your like STD results. And it's like, Which is oh, great is that? important. Yeah. So it's like, I want to start aligning ourselves with those types of organizations. Okay. Yeah. So everyone go follow My Poet is a Pervert on Instagram. Visit the face or the visit the website to buy their holiday bundles. Check them out in January for some new shit dropping. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the pod, Richie. It was so great finally talking to you. Thank you. Yeah. I've, I've been really excited yeah. to do it I'm glad we're able to and I can't wait just to continue voting on all the yeah. polls <laughs> and just DMing you whenever I see yes. responses what I'm just like yes yes or no no like I get so energized best by DMs it. ever I'll put the link in the description for this episode too so everyone can check it out and awesome. shop thank you I appreciate that yeah, of course and we give everyone discount codes literally it's like <laughs> if, you, if you don't want to pay full price for something just DM us and we'll be like, okay, here's yeah, but don't be, off. don't take advantage of them. Don't be stingy. <laughs> we just want to, we just want to get more people getting the cards and gifting the cards because yeah. we believe in them. Awesome. All Have right. you ever done a dating event? No, I haven't. Like, like uh, speed dating or something. Yeah, that literally just came to my mind. Like when you're talking about, like I wonder how many people that follow you like are single and like in your city. Ooh. Like if, if you just created like a a, mixer. a really a new aged mixer or like fun like speed dating event and kind of mm-hmm. used it as like research as well. If I have enough Chicago listeners, actually, I'm gonna do a poll on that right now. That's an awesome idea. How many how many local listeners do I have? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sure we'll be talking on the Instagram very Definitely. soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Richie. Bye. Bye.